We are going to go into God's word. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're going to go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to read from verse 1 onwards. Genesis chapter 12. From verse 1 onwards. Shall we just close our eyes and pray for a minute? Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 onwards. Now the Lord had said to Abraham, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. And Lot went with him. God comes to Abraham here in Genesis chapter 12. We see Abraham was a man who didn't know God. He was an idol worshiper. But he had a need. He didn't know that even God can meet that need. But when he didn't know who God was, the grace of God came to him. God's word says, while we were yet dead in sin, Christ died for us. Christ came for us. This is the love of God. Now, we see the call of God that comes to Abraham. And there are specific things that God tells Abraham to do. He says, get out of your country. That's the first thing. And then he says, from your family. So now it's becoming even more specific. And he says, from your father's house. It becomes even more specific. And then he says, to a land that I will show you. You leave from here, and then you go to where I will show you. And then God gives a promise. He says, I will make you a great nation. I'll bless you, and I'll make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse them who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. There's a covenant that God is making with Abraham. Someone who didn't know God. But when the call of God came to Abraham, how did Abraham respond? You don't see any hesitation in Abraham's life. Whatever he knew, to what extent he knew, he obeyed God. We need to be people of faith. The Bible says, by faith, Abraham. When God called him, 
to leave his country. Hebrews chapter 11. By faith when God told him to go to a land that he should go to, which he didn't know where it was. Abraham said, Lord, I'll do it. The most important verse here between 1 and 4 is firstly what God spoke. But when it comes to Abraham, the most important verse here is verse 4, where he says, God says here through his word, Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. What did he do? Abraham did what God told him to do. Now, look at the things that God told him to do. Look at it. He said, get out of your country, your familiar zone. Get out of your family, your familiar people, from your father's house, from where you came from, the place of your origin, your family, where you are from. God says, do this. And he says, and I'll tell you where you need to go, but you're not going to know where the destination is. Abraham didn't have a destination. God didn't say, I'm going to take you to Canaan, a land flowing with milk and honey. No. God didn't give Abraham any specifics. All God said was, do this, do this, do this, and then do this. That this was a big picture. You know, Abraham was so obedient. He didn't say, Lord, I need to know exactly what you're, I need to know where I exactly need to go until I know this Lord I can't go and tell my wife until I know where I'm going to go I can't go tell my dad until I know for sure I can't take another step Abraham was not like that Abraham was a man when God told him to do something was someone who did not consult with flesh and blood. In his mind he already determined that God spoke to me and this is what I'm going to do. And he was a man of integrity before God and man. He was able to bring his wife. He was able to take his wife with him. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. When we do what God called us to do, He work things around us. It will cause He will cause those to work for us in order for us to fulfill the will of God. If God has called you to do something, you say, Lord, you've called me to do something. I'm not going to question you and I'm not going to say, Lord, I need a detailed plan. But I'm going to just do what you want me to do. You know, if we can know what the next step is, that's enough. If he says, get out and get moving, that's enough for us. We don't have to worry about where we need to go. Because God said, I will show you. The most important phrase that you want to remember today is, I will show you. If God tells us, I will show you, even if we don't have the specifics, even if we don't have everything before us, that's good enough for us. Can we believe every word that God has spoken to us? If God says, you do this, you do this, and I'll tell you what you need to do. 
And many people get stuck over there. They say, Lord, I need you to tell me more. Until you tell me more, I'm not going to do anything further. They place demands on God. We should not be like that. If God calls us to do something, we need to be people of faith. Make sure that you know that He has called you to do something. Don't simply say, God said, God said, God said, and go and do whatever you think. If you know God has called you to do something, you need to pray about it. You need to seek God. God needs to speak to you through His Word. God needs to speak to you through whatever avenue God has in addition to His Word. His Word is the primary thing that God will speak to you through and from. When you have that, you ask God for more confirmation He'll give you. Ask God without doubt. Say, Lord, if this is you, I just want to know that you spoke to me. Lord, I'm willing to do anything. I just want to know that it is you who spoke to me. God will give you every confirmation you need if it is from Him. Once you know that this is what God wants you to do, it is very, very, very important for you to not question God and ask God for more signs and ask God for more detailed plans and say, Lord, well, if you give me this much and if you show me this much, then I will do. We should not be people who walk by sight. We need to be people who walk by faith. Abraham was a man who walked by faith and not by sight. God said, I will show you. That's all he heard. Based on what God said, I will show you, he went and did whatever God told him to. He left his country. He left his people. He left his father's house. And he began walking based on the words that God said, I will show you. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever path God is calling us to go through, it's not going to be easy, but it's be, it'll be rewarding, it'll be worth it. Because whatever God has spoken to us shall come to pass. He will show us step by step by step whatever we need to accomplish for Him. If He has called us, that's the first thing. If He has called us, if God has called us, and we say, Lord, I've obeyed your call, and because you called me, I've taken this step to step out. Whatever it may be, and however it may apply to your circumstance, you know when the Spirit of God speaks to you. You take that step of faith. It has to be a step of faith. When you take that step of faith, that means you don't know. It's like a little child when the mother or the father says, jump. And the child immediately jumps because the child has that trust in the parent that my father or mother is not going to drop me down. That I'm safe. And when the child jumps, you don't see terror on the child's face. The child is smiling, happy, knowing that it's going to be in the arms of the parent. When God tells you to do something, it's like this. When He says, jump, it's important for us to jump with joy. Jump with faith. Jump knowing that He is there to protect me. He is there to provide for me. He is there to give me everything I need. That means spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, whatever we need, God said, 
I will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, God says he will provide for us. In Abraham's case, God said, you go to a place that I will show you, and what will I do? I'll do A, B, C, and D. He gave a bunch of things for him to do, and he said, you do this, I will do this for you. Has God called you to do something? Are you hesitating? If God has called you to do something, don't hesitate. Make sure it is God who has called you. That's very important. Make sure it is God who has called you. Once you know it is God who has called you, you can trust Him with all your heart. Once you know it is God who has called you, you know that He will be there for you. Make sure that your way is smoothed out. There's a promise that God gives to His people. He says, I will lead the blind by the way that they do not know. That was Abraham's story in his journey. Abraham went like a blind man following God, not knowing where he was going to go. He faced much opposition. He faced famine, he faced war, he faced different kinds of things. But through all of it, God made the rough places smooth. He turned darkness into light before him. He made the crooked path straight. At the end of Abraham's life, Abraham was able to say, My God has blessed me in all things. The greatest blessing of all is to know that you have done the will of God. God called Abraham to do something. Has God called you to do something? What has He called you for? What is He calling you to do? We see in John 15, God has called us to bear much fruit. He has called us to bear much fruit. And how to bear fruit and how to be connected in the vine is something that we've been hearing repeatedly. Having heard that, what are we doing with what we've heard? Am I being a doer of the word of God? Or am I just hearing it and saying, okay, maybe some other time I will try. Maybe some other day I will do it. This is the time. Yeah, this beautiful hymn which says, If ever I love thee, my Jesus, tis now. When you have strength, when you have health, when you have the ability, when you have the mind to give it all to Jesus, it is now. Not later, now. Whatever you have now, whatever your age may be, doesn't matter. If you came to the Lord when you are 60 years old, at that point, give whatever you have, whatever strength you have, whatever health you have, whatever you have, five loaves and two fish is enough for Jesus to multiply that. If you came to the Lord when you are 20 years old, give your entire life to God after that. If you came to the Lord when you are 5 years old, give your entire life to the Lord after that. Whatever you have, give it to the Lord wholeheartedly. Tell the Lord, Lord, my strength is for you. My breath is for you. If I ever going to live for you, it's now. Not tomorrow, now. Because we don't know what tomorrow has. With the strength of God that God gives to us by going to Him every day, moment by moment, receiving His strength from Him, we take our journey with God Almighty step by step. Abraham is a model for us. 
He stepped out. God said, I will show you. You know how God is. And He said, I will show you. He's going with Abraham. He's going before Abraham. And have you seen a tour guide? When he takes you, he'll go and he'll explain everything. Abraham didn't have God physically before him. There are certain periods when God will come and appear to him and speak to him. Not everything is written about Abraham here in the Bible, by the way. What we need to know God is recorded in here. There are a lot more things that are not recorded in the Bible. But with what is given here, we can understand. Abraham was a man who steadily walked with God. Whatever God told him, according to his understanding, coming from a pagan background, he was not somebody who had Sunday school when he was little. And then his mom telling him Bible stories when she was feeding. He didn't have that kind of a background. He didn't have a Bible like how we do. But when God came to him as a pagan, Abraham was before God. And God said, Abraham, I see faith in you. I know you'll follow me. So I'm asking you to do something, which is leave and come up. See the very same command that Jesus gave to his disciples. You see God giving to Abraham in the Old Testament way before the disciples. We see in the Gospels. Leaving everything and following Jesus. In the Old Testament we see Elisha leaving everything, following Elijah. We see the disciples leaving everything, following Jesus. When God calls you, what is your response? When God calls you to do something, what is your response? You say that, Lord, I'm still going to be here. I'll read my Bible while I do this. And I'll, you know, pray while I stay with my old crowd. And I'll, you know, do these things while I continue in my sin. Or are we going to say, Lord, if you call me, I'm going to leave everything. It's so important to part with whatever you need to part with. There's so many people I've prayed for. I've seen God heal them from. I mean, you've seen instant healings from heroin, crack cocaine, drug addiction, with no withdrawal symptoms, doing so well, that one thing I always tell them to do is, do not go back to the same crowd. Until you're fully strengthened, and only if you know for sure God is calling you to go there. Many who disobeyed and just went back prematurely, some of them are not even back yet. When God calls us out of something, it's so important for us to be out of it. Be like Abraham, not to go back. Whatever God is calling us from, He's calling us out of it. And He says, I will show you what your next step is. Don't live for yourself. Don't live for this present world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's not from the Father, and it all passes away. Our youth will pass away. Our young age will pass away. Our strength will be gone, as it says in the book of Ecclesiastes. There will come a time where we can't do anything. For some, it will be sooner than later. There's no point in thinking at that point, oh, I could have done this, I wish I could have done this. For some they wouldn't even reach that point. With the limited time we have on earth, it's important, as the Bible says, for us to have the wisdom to number our days and to apply our hearts into wisdom. 
God help us to fulfill your will. The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. Every day I want to know you more. The greatest thing in all my life is loving you. I want to love you more. The greatest thing in all my life is serving you. I want to serve you more. But you can't serve him without leaving what God is calling you to leave. Can you be in two places at the same time? No. If God calls you out of something, you need to be out of it. Don't delay. Be like Abraham. God called Abraham. He said, Abraham, leave your father's. Leave your country. Leave your place. Whatever God said, leave, Abraham left. Has God told you to leave something? Have you obeyed God? If God has told you to leave something, don't say, well, Lord, what you're asking me to do is so hard and I can't do it. It would be foolish of us to say that because if God is calling us to do something, He's going to give us far more greater blessings than what He's calling us to give up. God is so good. He's never going to take away anything good from us. If He's telling you to leave this, that means he's, He has something that is far better than what you have. Not talking about sin. Sin is not good. Sin is bad. Even sometimes that which is good, God will say, I'm going to give up so that I can bless you with something far greater. And the greatest thing that we can receive from the Lord is to be doing what God wants us to do. As we saw yesterday during the fasting prayer, the only thing that God will ask us at the end of the day will be, did you do my will? Did you do my will? Abraham can answer that. Can you answer that? Can you answer that you did God's will? Can you answer God that you're doing God's will right now? Can you answer God that you're doing God's will in this season of your life? Are we here to serve ourselves or serve Him who's called us? What is our purpose on earth? If He's called us to bear fruit, are we bearing the fruit that God is looking for? If God has called us to do something, have we completed the task or are we on it right now? These are the questions that we should ask ourselves. God called Abraham for something important. God has called each one of you to do something important. You know, Jesus is the master builder, the Bible says. And we are called to be co-laborers together with Jesus Christ. That means, while he is building, if he is telling you, give me that hammer, we give him that hammer. At that point, we can't say, well, Lord, I want to do something else. That's not a good co-laborer. At that point, the master will say, well, I need somebody who will do what I'm telling that person to do. Otherwise, you'll be wasting his time. If he calls you to do something, that's what you're supposed to do, not something else. I think this is better, Lord. No. A servant is not about his master. If God has called us to do something, don't say, I like doing that. It's not about you, it's not about what you like, what you don't like. It's about what the will of the Father is. Am I doing the will of God? Are you doing the will of God? In your life, during this season, are you in the perfect will of God? I know. 
do you know for sure that you're in the perfect will of God? If you know for sure the perfect will of God, praise God for that. Continue in that. Don't veer off. If you know that you should be doing the will of God, but you're not in the will of God, then you need to get on track. Abraham was a man when God called him. Humanly, it was the most difficult thing to do because he was leaving his nation for good. You know, there are some missionaries who left their land with one way ticket for good. They lived there and they died there. They never even saw anyone after that. They knew that God called them to go. They went just like Abraham to live among people whose language they didn't know. They were persecuted, but they stayed. Amy Carmichael saw many, many, many souls come to Lord. Why would people do that? Why would they do that? Are they crazy to do that? They feel so neglected at home, they're going somewhere to do something? No. And the rest of the people were comfortable in their homeland. They said, we have chosen to deny ourselves, to do the will of the Father. Now that was her call. God might have called you to be what God wants you to be in your own neighborhood. You see so many people dying every day. You see drugs all around. You see prostitution all around. You see homelessness all around. And we're living right here. What are we doing? Am I doing the will of God where God has called me to be? We can't solve all the problems of the world. We can't. But to that one soul that God may be calling who's right next to you, like the good Samaritan who saw the man who was wounded, who was dying there. When the Levite went away, when the priest went away, looking at the problem, they all knew that there was a problem. For the one man, no one wanted to stop. Nobody's going to give an award to someone who does something in some corner of the world. You know, there are a lot of surprises that will be in heaven. A lot of little little people, so to speak, in this world, some corner of the world, who are serving the Lord night and day, will be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Faces that we might have never seen. Unknown in the sight of this world, but known by God, that's what we need to be. John the Baptist was great in the sight of God. We need to be such people. He's called you to do something. A gatekeeper in the house of God. David says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. Whatever God wants you to be. If your job in the body of Jesus is to be a doorknob, then you know what? That's the best place to be. You've done the will of God. Every time the door needs to be open, you're there. Because God placed you there. As long as you know that you're where God wants you to be, and you're doing what God wants you to do. You don't want to be a creaking doorknob and you don't want to be a rusted doorknob. You need to be on point with God. Don't slack off on prayer. Abraham, if he would have said, well, I'm sitting up, and then if he got consumed with himself, he wouldn't have made it. 
to Canaan. He wouldn't have made it to the place where God wanted him to. He wouldn't have inherited the promise that God gave. It is good to step out and it's important to continue with God. And that's where prayer and the word is important. If you don't have that, if you get tied up with the busyness of what you're doing, even if it is ministry, even if it is evangelism, the day you become too busy to pray, you'll become a casualty in the war zone. The day you become too busy to study the word of God, you'll be someone who's running on empty. It is important for you to give priority to the word of God. God's word is food for our soul. Unless you eat, you can't help others. Unless you are fed, you can't give to others. God is speaking to our hearts today. Abraham's relationship with God was intact. He talked to God, God talked with him. We have the Bible these days. So we know the word when God speaks to us. When we read the word of God, God speaks to us. When we hear God's word, God speaks to us. But Abraham didn't have that before. No Bible for him. God came and spoke to him. Every time God spoke to him, he made sure he obeyed God. We have the word. Every time God speaks to us, I'll be obeying God's word. When God says, clean out this, God says, throw out them. When God says, don't have this. When the Lord says, part with these people. They're corrupting your soul. Part with them. Don't have idols in your heart. God told Gideon to do something and he did it. After that, only he became a warrior for God. How much effort are you taking to cut off those false altars? How much effort are you taking to part with what God says? Where is that character, Christian character, godly character? To obey God. What God is calling you to do, make sure you do it. If God says, give this up, we need to be like this. Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. That means he started moving. And Lot went with him. Lot went with him. Abraham went, Lot went with him. But who went first? Abraham went first. Who did God speak to? To Abraham. God spoke to Abraham and Abraham started moving. We need to be people of implicit obedience. Don't delay when it comes to obeying God. When God tells you to do something. When he says, leave this. Be quick to obey. When you are quick to obey, God will show you your next step. When you are quick to doing what God is telling you to do now, God will tell you what you need to do tomorrow. As we are going to close our eyes and look to the Lord in a few minutes, I want you to understand the importance of obedience the importance of faith that is connected with your obedience to God. The importance of doing it now. The importance of parting with what you need to part with. As the Lord is speaking to us during worship about the importance of self-denial yesterday during the fasting prayer. The importance of denying yourself. If you want to follow Jesus, 
If your cross needs to be given to you by God, you're not going to make your own cross and say, I'm going to make my own cross and carry my cross. No. For every single person, God has a cross. Jesus carried his own cross. We can't carry that. But to all those who have chosen to walk in the path of the cross to follow Jesus, for every single person who says, Lord, I will deny myself and do what God has told them to do by denying themselves, God will give them a cross. My cross you can't carry, your, your cross someone else can't carry. It's tailor-made for you. And to carry your cross, God gives you the grace to carry. So whichever path God has called you to do, called you to walk through, you are following Jesus Christ. And in order to receive that cross to follow Jesus, you can't just walk freely in that path. You carry the cross and you follow. You have to carry the cross you need to deny yourself first. Without denying yourself, you can't pick up the cross. Let him first deny himself. Then pick up his cross. His cross. Not Jesus' cross. Your cross. My cross, I have to carry. My cross, I'll carry till I see Jesus. As the song goes. Your cross, you should carry until you see Jesus. But how can you carry if you can't get up from your bed to pray? Self-denial. Talk about it. How can you carry a cross if you can't deny yourself? You can't read your Bible and pray. You're so consumed with the things of the world. You can't read and pray. You cannot discipline yourself to sit down at the feet of Jesus. It's not a chore. It should be delight. Sitting at the feet of Jesus should be delight. Talking to Him should be delight. How can you carry the cross if you can't do simple things that God has called you to do? Part with ungodly things. Don't watch ungodly things. Don't hear ungodly things. Don't partake of ungodly things. You do some, you don't do some other. How can God count you as a disciple and give you anything? In the meantime, we have lots of desires. We want to change the whole world. We want to do this. But change has to start from within. If revival doesn't start from within, it's not going to happen without. God is looking at the heart of every single person and He says, How much have you denied yourself? What are you doing in order to walk in the glorious path of the Lord Jesus Christ? It's a narrow path, like we saw yesterday. Narrow gate, narrow door, narrow path. But a glorious path. A few find it. Only a few find it. If you want to be among those, make sure that you give up what you need to give up, which is worthless, to gain that which is of great worth. I want to close with this. Abraham found this. You know what he found? Jesus said this so beautifully. The merchant who found the most expensive pearl. He sold everything he had to get that pearl because he knew the value of it. Abraham knew the value of what God spoke to him about. Because he knew the value of it, he said, I'm going to leave and I'm going to do what God told me to. See, he knew the value and he had faith. He had faith in the one who spoke to him. If you don't believe, someone comes and just says, well, you give me this and I'll give you this, and you don't know the person, or you, you think that he's not trustworthy, you're not going to do it. 
But when God comes and speaks, you know in your spirit that He is the truth and this is the truth. And that's how Abraham was. Abraham didn't know anything about God. But when God came and spoke to him, he knew in his spirit that this is the truth. This is the truth. This is the truth. Now what do you do with the truth? Once the truth comes to you, what do you do with the truth? There are many people in hell who saw the truth. Even during the days of Jesus, during the days of prophets, and during our lifetime, many are going to an eternal place of lake of fire. Where the fire is not quenched, the worm does not die. Every day they're going towards it. Not because they didn't have the truth. Many had the truth. Many saw the truth. Many heard the truth. Many had it in front of them. But they said, no, no. We want the broad way. We don't want the truth. As Jesus said, men loved darkness more than light. Not because they didn't know. Many are there because knowingly they rejected the truth. Our life should be different. With what truth God has given, what am I doing with this? Because tomorrow is not guaranteed. With the truth that has been given to me, am I doing the will of God? If you are a child of God, make sure you do the will of God. Because you don't want God to say, like we saw yesterday, I don't know you. Lord, I did this in your name. Lord, I did this in your name. I did this in your name. doesn't matter. It's not about what you did according to what you wanted to do. It's about what He's told you to do. By the way, doing works of unrighteousness and doing some ministry too will take you straight to hell. Remember that. Our hearts must match our words. That's what real faith is. You walk, you talk. If you say you follow Jesus, you better follow Him. If you say you are a believer, better believe in Him and let your fruit show a good tree will bear good fruit. A bad tree will bear good, bad fruit. By their fruits, you shall know that. God is speaking to us today. With the limited time we have, live every day unto eternity. Every day. Live every day in the light of eternity. What you're building here, you're building up there. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, not unto man. For you know your reward is from Him. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul and strength. When He tells you to do something, have faith that He's faithful enough to lead you. If He says, I will show you, He will show you. He will show me. I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. But I know one thing, when tomorrow comes, He will show me what I need to do. But I must make sure I'm doing what He wants me to do today. Are you in the will of God today? If you're in the will of God today, God will show you what you need to do tomorrow. He will lead you. Every day He will lead you. Transcently, one day we will stand before God, fall at His feet and say, Lord, it is because of you. It is because of your grace that you poured upon my life. I was able to make use of what you gave. It's all from Him. For Him. Through Him. We do everything. But if I don't make use of the grace that God has given, if I don't make use of the call that God has given, if I don't make use of the time that God has given, if I don't do what God has called me to do, I'll be a fool. Dying while walking with some breath. 
living a life of death when Christ has died for me. It should never be in vain. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord this hour, think about your life before you. Jesus died for you so that you can live for Him. Jesus died for you so that you can die to this world and live for Him. Hallelujah. Jesus died for you so that you can no longer live to this world but live only for Him. Hallelujah. Whatever you do, make sure you're doing the will of God and that you're doing it unto Him. Thank you, Jesus. Not your own thing, but what God has called you to do. God has called you. Every single person who is here, God has called you for something. Just like He called Abraham, He has called you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be in the house of God. God has called you with a specific call, just like He called Abraham. To do something specific. Each person has their own cross to carry. Each person needs to focus on the vision of God that God has for them. Each person has to do what God has called them to do. God has a unique will for them. For each and every one of you. Including myself. God has called us to do something unique. Just like our DNAs are unique. The call of God for our lives is very unique. We need to pattern ourselves according to the Word of God. And our lives must be in line with the perfect will of the Father. If you're not sure, don't do what you're not sure of. Wait on Him and seek Him. He's faithful to reveal His will to you. Bring forth much fruit. In this will my Father be glorified, Jesus said. Thank you, Father. As you are here, tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be a blessing to you and to your kingdom like Abraham did. And that's why you called me, Lord. So that I can bring forth much fruit, Jesus. Here I am, Father. To deny myself so that I can carry my cross and follow you. The seed that is buried in the ground has to go underneath the ground and completely covered. The outer court has to come out completely. Only then the seedling will come out. Self has to come out without that self being stripped away. Me, my, mine, myself, I needs to be stripped away from the lives of believers. Those are toxic words. Self-centered life, self-seeking life, living for self-gain is a poisonous life. That outer court has to be stripped away, has to be removed from the life of every believer. Only then something can be accomplished for Jesus Christ. Only then Christ can be seen. Hallelujah. If you want Jesus to be seen and heard, me, mine, myself, I, all those words need to be stripped away. Hallelujah. Only those who are hidden in Jesus and who are living to please Him, to be hidden in Him, not to be seen and heard, but let Christ be seen and heard through them. Uh, those who bear much fruit will be used by God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let the outer coating come off. Leave whatever you have to leave. Whatever God is telling you to part with, part with. Part with self is the most important thing. 
part with looking for man's approval, part with that. Part with pleasing people, part with that. If you live to please men, you cannot please God. Part with that. If you want to follow God and do what God has called you to do, you have to stop following stuff and the ways of this world. Part with the ways of this world. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take some time in the presence of God. Let the Lord work in your heart at this hour. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Whatever God is calling you to do, do it. And when you do it, God will show you the next step. I will show you, said God to Abraham, and God kept his word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. It's a very solemn moment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want anything. I don't want name. I don't want fame. I don't want pleasure. I don't want anything. I don't want money. I don't want anything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. I only want to do the will of the Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If that is you, wherever you are, you don't have to raise your hand. God sees your heart. Just commit yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, I commit myself to you like how Abraham did. He trusted himself into the hands of the living God. That's why he was able to step out in faith. Lord, I trust myself into your hands to lead me. And I leave everything behind. Leave the ways of this world behind. Hallelujah. The patterns of this world, the thinking of this world, living for man's approval, I want to leave that behind. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm choosing to be hidden in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God blessed Abraham and all things to fulfill that which God called him to do. God gave him everything he needed to fulfill that which God called him to do. God will give you everything you need to fulfill that which God has called you to do. Hallelujah. You don't have to worry about that. If he has called you to do something, he will provide for you. He will royally, miraculously provide for you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The only thing is, you need to be concerned about is to do the will of God. Doing the will of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
that they may live for you and you alone. That they may die to this world. Let this world be dead to them. May they live for you, be alive unto you, Father. May they leave everything that they need to leave, Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And may the foreskin be removed from their lives, O oh Lord, from their hearts, O oh Father. May self be utterly destroyed, Father, until Christ and Christ alone be seen and heard, Father. Every form of self-preservation and self-glory, self-seeking, self-centeredness be destroyed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May your people do what they should do, Father, which is right before God, to cut every idol down, to cut down every false altars, everything that is of this world. May it have no place in the lives and in the homes of your people. So I pray that you will continue to work in their hearts, O oh Lord. I pray that you will accomplish your perfect will that you have for them in their lives. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ May the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Jesus. Jesus.